Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Medical School HQ Podcast, session number 113. Hello and welcome to the Medical School Headquarters Podcast, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your pre-med success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help you on your path to becoming a physician. If you're struggling with the MCAT and haven't figured it out yet, go to freemcatgift.com and download our 30-plus page report with tips and tricks to help you succeed on the MCAT. Also, if you are not part of our medical school headquarters hangout, go to medicalschoolhq.net slash group and click join and I will add you to our private Facebook group where you can hang out with other like-minded pre-med students and share your miseries and share your successes with the rest of us. This week, I have Ricky from GapMedics.com, and and Ricky is the North American recruiter for GapMedics.com, or GapMedics, I should say. GapMedics is a company that puts together shadowing internships abroad for pre-health students. And this goes for medical, nursing, dental, kind of all of the normal pre-health students. Obviously, I spoke to him today about more of the pre-med side, since that's what we cover here. And we cover everything from costs to where you go. And if you're a high school student listening to this and you're trying to convince your your mom or your dad that it's safe, let them listen to this podcast. We cover safety stuff and if you can be reached while you're over there and all kinds of other awesome topics about what Gap Medics does for you on a personal level and then also what Gap Medics does for you when it comes to your applications and what it looks like to an admissions committee member and how it helps you kind of form that whole medical experience in your mind to put it down on paper and to talk about it during your interview. So a lot of awesome information, and I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it. Ricky, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ryan. It's great to be here. Why don't you talk a little bit about yourself and what you do at Gap Medics? Absolutely. So I'm our North American Student Placement Manager. And what I do is help liaise with advisors, teachers, parents in regards to setting up placements abroad for students who are interested in shadowing medical professionals. 
That's pretty awesome. How long have you been doing that? So I've been at the company now for a little bit over a year. Great. What? I'm going to just come right out and ask this. What's the coolest place where a student can go with Gap Medics? Well, we don't really have a preference in regards to our destinations. <laughs> it really has a lot to do with the type of medicine you'd like to see. We operate in Africa, Asia, Europe. So students get to see quite a bit of difference depending on where they'd like to attend. It would really, I would say students should go where they're most interested in seeing another side of medicine. All right. Very PC answer, but we'll take it. <laughs> now, Gap Medics is just one of many companies out there that do this kind of a broad shadowing for pre-med students. When a parent or a student or an advisor even, you said you work with them as well, when they're looking at working with a company and sending their student or their child abroad, what type of things should they be looking for? I would say they should be looking for hands-off observational shadowing experiences. Experiences where they're going to be learning from doctors in real clinical environments, asking questions, and interacting with consenting patients under the careful watch of professionals. The importance of mentorship is really key, and that's something that's central to our programs over at Gap Medics. The main guideline I would say that students should check out is the Association of American Medical Colleges guidelines for pre-medical experiences overseas. So any student looking to shadow abroad should really read those very carefully and determine whether or not a program is appropriate for their level of experience. Interesting. You mentioned hands-off. Why hands-off? Well, at the early stage in their education, pre-meds definitely aren't able to perform procedures. You don't necessarily want them in the operating room um, <laughs> holding instruments or anything like that. What you really want them to do is ask questions and learn about what it's like to actually be a doctor. Interesting. I always see news of celebrities and athletes and other people go overseas and they're operating there. I wonder if that's just uh, for the media or if they're doing stuff <laughs> and it's just like, well, there's nobody else doing it, so we're going to do it. Well, something like that could be really detrimental to a student when applying to medical school. So that's something we try to make sure that they steer well clear of. Okay, that's good mm -hmm. to know. So you're talking about going overseas to a shadow of physician. Who are these physicians? So our physicians are members of our partner hospitals. We usually try to base our programs in locations that are friendly towards visitors of course, offer a bunch of different extracurricular activities for the students and have good ratings, good medicine. Doctors who are dedicated and speak English, of course, our programs are all run in English. So we try to show students the best side of medicine that we possibly can, depending on their destination. Okay. Talk about some of the locations where students can go. I know we briefly talked about it earlier where you... you kind of brushed around my <laughs> best location, but what are some of the locations that you offer? Are you, are you thinking about offering any different locations in the future? We're always growing and changing when it comes to our destinations, but right now we're offering placements in Tanzania, Croatia, Poland, and Thailand. Okay. And all of those locations offer very similar things? Well, they all offer a shadowing experience. When it comes to the amount of resources that any one hospital may have. I mean, you'll definitely see less resources in a Tanzanian hospital, for instance, than you would in a Croatian hospital. Okay, interesting. What are the age groups of students that typically go abroad and do this shadowing? 
We only accept students above the age of 16. Some programs only accept students above the age of 18. So we have high school students as well as preclinical students, usually undergrads or sometimes people a little bit older who are maybe already have a degree and are looking into moving into medicine or are just sort of getting into the idea of a healthcare field for the first time. Okay. What about the older students? A lot of people that listen to this podcast are non-traditional students. So they're making a career change, going back into medicine and looking at gap medics or another study abroad program, a shadow abroad program. What is your take on older students, how well they do in these programs? I think they do really well. I mean, they're very dedicated and they've actually taken some time to think about what they want to do with their lives and they're pursuing something that they're truly passionate about. So we have programs that are specifically geared towards students over the age of 18. So it's more of a mature experience. There's um, a bit more leeway when it comes to exploring the surrounding areas without supervision. It's definitely a great experience for them to go in, hang out with the doctors, see what they're doing, and then to be able to explore a fascinating culture and destination. That's cool. What's the typical length of these programs? So we run our placements in one-week blocks. And for each week that a student joins us, they're able to observe in a different specialty department under the guidance of a different mentor. So our programs run anywhere from one to eight weeks, with the average probably being between two and four weeks. Is that pretty common through the rest? I don't know. I I know you can't speak specifically about other programs, but is that a pretty common length? I would say that short-term placements are really popular just because students tend to be really busy and people in their gap years also have a lot going on, sometimes working other jobs doing other shadowing experiences at home. So I think the short-term experience really speaks to a lot of people. There are some mission projects, I think, that last for a few months, but we could definitely give students a very immersive experience within a few weeks. Okay. And what's the most common length? Probably two or three weeks. Two or three weeks is the most common. Mm -hmm. Okay. And let's talk about a typical week. So... If little Johnny is packing up their bags and getting ready to go to Tanzania and is ready to go, what's that typical process look like? Where are they first meeting somebody from Gap Medics and where are they flying to and all that stuff? Right. So before students go, we have a very comprehensive pre-departure service that involves like their online trip planner as well as contact with our staff over in the UK. So after they've prepped, they've spoken to their doctors about any vaccinations they might need, and they've booked their flights. As soon as they arrive at the airport, they usually arrive in the capital of Dar es Salaam, for instance. When they're flying to Tanzania, they'll be met immediately by a member of our staff who will help transport them back to our accommodation. Okay. And then after they're at the accommodation, they'll get their local orientation. So they learn a bit about the area. They learn how to navigate. They learn about local ATMs and currencies and also culture in the hospital, at which point they usually start their first day at the hospital on a Monday. In Tanzania, the hospital day usually begins with a welcome meeting. So the doctors will all meet in the morning and they'll discuss the cases that are going on. And then the students will break into the wards, at which point they'll shadow in the wards, meet the patients. And later in the afternoon, we'll tend to do and sometimes scrub in and watch within the operating theater. And then at the end of the day, they go back to the house. And something that is very specific to our programs is what we call global health tutorial. And the global health tutorial tends to address issues that are very specific to our host communities. 
So we often do things like common diseases in Tanzania or, for instance, the national healthcare system in Thailand. And then on weekends, our students go out and have a great time. We do things like safaris and jungle adventures. Okay. So there's time for fun and adventures. <laughs> Absolutely. I think a huge part of shadowing abroad, other than the medical side, is also being able to explore different culture and different area. And also the sort of camaraderie that you build with your peers from around the world. When you're doing a shadowing experience at home, you get the opportunity to build a lot of professional relationships that could help you advance within your career. But when you study abroad with someone, you're able to build a relationship that can help push you through med school, a support system that can really be there for you when you're feeling confused or you have questions or if you just need someone to talk to about your latest exam. Okay, good. I'm glad you talked about that because that was one of my, my next questions was really, if it's hands-off shadowing, what's the benefit of going abroad? But when you talk about this in-depth experience and kind of immersive experience with other students, there's that experience. Yeah. I mean, shadowing abroad adds a completely different dimension to the understanding that a student would also gain shadowing at home. It really immerses students in the idea that medicine is a global field and that disparities exist when it comes to healthcare. And by being able to draw comparisons between their shadowing experiences at home and those they've had abroad, pre-meds are able to join a major conversation that's going on right now, and that's a conversation about global health. And it's great if they can do it together. Who is the best student that you would want to see come and do this type of program? Who's the most successful at coming and getting the most out of it and then turning around and using it to their best ability on their applications? Well, I think it's really, uh, some of our students call the programs career affirming. And I definitely think that's an important aspect to the type of student that we want to bring in. Sometimes our students are torn between two different health careers, or they're not 100% sure if medicine is the field that they want to go into. So we want to see students who are looking for something defining about medicine, something that's going to push them towards their ultimate goals. We want people who are perhaps considering a change of career, some of those older students. We want high school students who are really just stepping into medicine for the first time. The number one gap medic student would be someone who wants to explore, whether that be a national park in Tanzania or the operating room. We really want someone to want to do both. <laughs> I like that. Whether it be a national park. So I've, I've been to Kenya and been on safari and it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, we didn't go down into Tanzania. I keep saying Tanzania because that's what they call it over there. <laughs> so I'm saying it the fancy way. Um, it's funny. So I wonder if somebody did a cost comparison. Obviously, you, GAP medics in these programs aren't free, but I wonder if it's cheaper to go through GAP medics or go through a safari company <laughs> to, I mean, get, to get over there. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I can't really say. I'm not sure. <laughs> Interesting challenge. Okay. That's great. Talk about some of the successful, if you can, some of the successful applicants that have turned their gap medic experience into something more. So we have a lot of students who come with us for adventures, a few thousand every year. And the most successful students, I feel, are often students who haven't necessarily had a lot of shadowing experience before or not necessarily built up their resumes to the point where they wanted them to be. So we've had students who have come with us with very little shadowing experience. And this has really been something that has driven them 
to find more opportunities, to volunteer more, to get involved in healthcare more. So we've seen students in the UK, for instance, who've missed out on getting into med school in the first round and who have gone on Gap Medics, found new inspiration and were accepted in the next round. In the US, we see the same story. Students who are feeling a little bit unsure about their applications, they come with us and then they know for a fact this is what they want to do. And they have this passion that sort of pushes them forward. Interesting. From an advisor standpoint, and I don't know if maybe you can answer this, but what do medical schools, what are they looking for in this experience that kind of puts them over the edge that they go, oh, this is a great experience for you. We like this. Well, as I mentioned earlier, I think the global health experience is something that is different. It's exciting. And it pairs the idea of going to a different place. You know, students go abroad all the time, whether it be for spring break or, you know, visits with family, things like that. But to do a shadowing experience abroad allows them to, again, draw those comparisons between what they see in other countries and what they see back at home. It creates a much broader experience and something that other students aren't typically going to have all the time. Do you, so one of the biggest challenges for pre-med student when they're applying to medical school is interpreting all of their experiences and cramming it into the application. Do, (laughs) it's true, do you guys talk about that specifically with your students that are abroad saying, here's how you want to talk about it during interviews, here's what you're going to want to talk about in your application? We don't really coach them on exactly what they're supposed to be saying in their applications and interviews. What I think we do is we offer an experience that allows them to very naturally and organically tie those experiences into who they are and what it means to them to be a doctor. I mean, often these students are shadowing in places where people don't have the type of resources that they'll have back home, and that's very inspiring for them. Um, It pushes them to want to help people, um, which I think is core to the medical profession. It makes them feel more confident about their compassion and about their pursuit of learning. Um, I think that's really important. I think so, too. I'd agree. (laughs) That's awesome. So, Ricky, I I mentioned earlier that these programs aren't free. Can you give us a range of costs for students when they're thinking about this? I mean, absolutely. Our programs don't include flights just because our students do come from all over the world. But a one-week placement in Tanzania, for instance, runs at about $1,740 to anything up to $4,740 for four weeks. So it can be a bit pricey, but something a lot of our students do is fundraise. Um, So we have a great fundraising pack and we're happy to give students ideas as to how they're able to go about actually securing funds for their placements. Do you have any data on the percentage of students that actually get 100% fundraising? I don't on hand, but I've had some really motivated students in the past who've done everything from skydiving to bungee jumping, and they've raised quite a bit of money. So That doesn't sound uh, like fundraising. That sounds like fun. <laughs> well, you know, the, adding the fun to fundraising is really important, and uh, it's definitely something that can drive people to participate. So students will do like sponsored activities, they'll do sponsored volunteering, um, whatever they can come up with. I mean, creativity is key. But lots of our students fundraise, and quite a few of them have fundraised for their whole placements. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask, a, I have a 10-month-old now, and I'll ask the parent question here for parents that may be listening to this. Talk about 
safety for students when they're abroad? What type of measures are in place? Unfortunately, we live in a society where this needs to be talked about. Absolutely. I would say safety and security are probably the most important aspects to a lot of the parents we speak with. So safety begins with pre-departure, when we start telling the students about their destinations and what they should expect, cultural differences, the type of currencies they'll be using, just making sure that they feel really prepared. Again, we meet our students as soon as they arrive at the airport and transport them directly back to our houses. Something that's pretty unique to our programs is that we run exclusive guest houses at all of our destinations with private security teams and enhanced security features like pin entry systems. And of course, our doctors are all trusted professionals within the hospitals within they work, within which they work. So our students are supervised by them throughout the day. We also train our program managers and overseas staff uh, using our head office staff. So our head office staff are always over, always abroad. Um, a few of my colleagues are actually abroad right now, working with the staff and training teams over there. So we never outsource our operations. We always try to make sure that people are members of the Gatmedics family before they're actually given any care of students. And then, of course, we liaise with everything from the people who transport our students to the people who are providing extra activities like the safari operators. That's great. And is this a, a year round? placement opportunity for students? Yeah. So our programs do run year round and they typically begin every Sunday of the year. Right. Oh, one, one other follow up to the security and safety question. Are students reachable if they need to be? Absolutely. So we have Wi-Fi at all of our houses and we're usually located in areas where there are internet cafes just in case the internet happens to be spotty in a certain area. Um, sometimes in Africa, the internet isn't the best. But our overseas teams are always in touch with our operations teams and our pre-departure teams. So students have a profile online, which is regularly updated. that lets us know where they are in the hospital, what department they're in, who they're shadowing, and what they're doing during their free time. That sounds great. Yeah, it's pretty immersive. So, I mean, we really can keep good track of the students. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about, about gap medics that you want to let me know and let listener now? (laughs) Well, I think you've touched on a lot of the important bases. Um, I guess I would love to let your listeners know that we have some great stuff going on over spring break. We have a bunch of students joining us from all over the world. So check out our programs for then. And after that, I guess, check out our programs for summer. So lots of cool stuff going on this year. All right. And it's (laughs) gapmedics.com. That's gapmedics.com. Yep. Awesome. Thank you, Ricky, for joining us. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate your time. All right. Again, that was Ricky from GapMedics.com. I hope you got a ton of great information out of it. GapMedics is interesting. We talked a little bit afterwards about some other companies that are doing similar things. And I looked at some of the other companies and I'll have links to them in the show notes. It's no secret. There are other companies out there. There's Projects Abroad. There's Rustic Pathways. And looking at these other programs, and I'm sure there are more that are similar, but Gap Medics really focuses on the pre-health student. A lot of these other abroad experiences for students are wide-ranging. Yes, they have some medical programs, but they're focused in on a lot of other things as well. So go check out gapmedics.com. And let them know that you heard about them here on the podcast so that they know that their time was worthwhile in coming and talking to us today. So again, I hope you got a ton of great information out of that. 
If you did and you haven't yet taken the time, go to medicalschoolhq.net slash iTunes and we would love a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews just do so much for us in iTunes that when people are searching for pre-med podcasts, they are more likely to subscribe to our show. And yes, I know there are a ton of Android listeners out there. If you are listening to this on an Android device and you don't subscribe to our show, go to medicalschoolhq.net and on the homepage there, there's now a little Android symbol. Click on that Android symbol and your Android device should pick up that URL and put it into your podcast player, whatever player that Android uses. So go check that out on our homepage. All right. If you have any specific questions, continue the conversation at the show notes page for this episode, medicalschoolhq.net slash 113. You can shoot me an email. I am ryan at medicalschoolhq.net or say hi to me on Twitter. I'm at medicalschoolhq. As always, I hope you got a ton of great information today and I hope you join us next time here at the Medical School Headquarters. (laughs) 